0: morning morning. welcome to worship at northminster church on this beautiful palm sunday morning Uh, whether you're here in person in the sanctuary or or, are watching us over our youtube channel we're so glad that all of you are with us today for all of us our first gift to god this morning is our presence here so if you're comfortable doing so if you would take the attendance register you'll find on the uh uh, hymn book holder on the inside aisles and complete that, we would appreciate it very much. Please remember that our April mission trunk emphasis is the Food Bank of Northeast Louisiana. You can read more about uh, the Food Bank's needs in uh, the insert in our uh, order of worship or in our newsletter and thank you to those who have already contributed to this effort. We want to congratulate this morning Ella Mayfield who is I think back with our children, and you'll see her hopefully at some point. Ella's not there, okay. Uh, For winning first place yesterday at the state finals of the National History Day at the World War II Museum in New Orleans. Her paper, which is an unbelievable paper, I, I was a law review editor 50 years ago at LSU Law School, and it reads like a law review article. Her paper, Freedom Abroad, Servitude Within, the Hypocrisy of the Declaration of Independence is truly, truly a paper that we all should read. Uh, Ella's one of our youth and a senior at West Monroe, at West Washita, High School, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, proud parents are Beth and uh, Damon Mayfield. Beth is probably back there with the kids and proud grandparents are Ellen and Larry Prather right there, so congratulations. And Laura is her aunt, okay, Laura. <laughs> Uh, our flower committee has gotten a break during Lent, uh, but as you will see, Palm Sunday calls for lots of palms. So we're thankful to Marilyn Decker and Peggy Kasky for making that happen. And following worship today, our children will have their annual Easter egg hunt on our church grounds, a beautiful day for that, followed by a light lunch for them and their parents, or maybe vice versa. Uh, anyway, so if you're a parent with children here today, please stay for that. This afternoon, everyone's invited, beginning at 4 o'clock, to the Senior Voice Recital of Evelyn Duval, one of our choral scholars. The recital is free and will be held in the Biedenharn Recital Hall at, on the ULM campus at 4 o'clock. I said that, Debbie, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, Evelyn's recital. We have a very busy Holy Week here at Northminster ahead of us and we hope you'll take advantage of at least some of the many opportunities presented. Monday through Friday at noon uh, uh, each day, a light lunch will be served in the multi-purpose room, thanks to our hospitality commission, thank you Bobby, and a short meditation brought by one of our members. Uh, and the theme is light in the time of darkness. On Monday, Thursday, beginning at five o'clock, uh, in the afternoon we'll serve wine and water in the Northminster Columbarium Memorial Garden followed by a short communion service at 6 o'clock here in the sanctuary. Then on Good Friday evening our Northminster choir and friends will present John Rutter's Requiem here in the sanctuary beginning at 7. The choir has been really working hard on this wonderful work for the past couple of months and I must say it promises, promises to really be a moving experience. So. We hope that you'll come and invite friends. And of course, next Sunday is Easter Sunday, so a busy, busy week. Uh, And then we look forward to next Sunday as well. As always, please review the insert in the order of worship for uh, other announcements and opportunities or check out our newsletter. We welcome Reverend Dr. James Lamkin back to Northminster as our guest preacher this morning. And finally, we're so happy... That his spouse, Reverend Liz Harris Lampkin, is also with us leading in worship. Welcome, Liz. Uh, James retired at the end of of 2020, as many of you know, as senior pastor at Northside Drive Baptist Church in Atlanta, where he served for 24 years as their pastor. He has also pastored churches in Virginia and, and Louisiana. Liz is a retired healthcare chaplain who served in several healthcare settings, the most recent being at Piedmont Atlanta Hospital from 1998 to 2020. And she also served as a National Air National Guard chaplain for 22 years, retiring in 2017. When Northminster was founded in 1989, James was the director of pastoral care at the Rapids Regional Medical Center in Alexandria and during the three years prior to Dr. Gaddy coming as our first pastor, James preached frequently here, beginning first when we were at Temple B'nai Israel and then in this sanctuary when it was completed in 1991. James and Liz had their wedding here, the first wedding in this sanctuary in February of, of 1992, 30 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, and James and Liz currently live in Atlanta, but are, are completing remodeling a, a family home in, in North Carolina and are looking forward to serving out their retirement there. Liz has been the general contractor, if you will, in quotes, <laughs> on that project, and so that's why she hasn't been here before when when James has been here. But it's far enough along that she's finally able to be with us, and we're thankful for that. Liz and James, welcome back to Northminster.
1: Thank you, Craig. And that's right. Liz is not only, though, the general contractor. She's the general. <laughs> and uh, it's a joy that we're sharing the service today. Always a joy to be with you, especially on a high holy day like Palm Sunday. Pay attention to the gospel lesson that will be read later. It will move like a dance from the getting of the donkey that Jesus rides down the mountain of uh, the Mount of Olives into the city with a conversation among people as they go and then the cheers turn to tears of Jesus at the end as he weeps over the world that he lived in and wondered about it as there is much weeping and wonder about our world as well. Join with me now in reading responsively the call to worship. It is taken from the 118th Psalm. Oh, give thanks to God for unsurpassed goodness toward us. God's steadfast love endures forever. Let Let Israel say, God's God's steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to God. This is God's gate; The righteous shall enter I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This, this is God's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Mind the festal procession with branches, up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to God for unsurpassed goodness toward us. God's steadfast love endures forever. Let us worship God.
2: a manic Sunday in the Christian year. If you close your eyes and imagine the dynamic, the joyous followers, the worried local politicians and officials, the priest threatened by Jesus' teaching and by the pressure of the distant powers in Rome, you can hear the mixed murmuring that might have occurred. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. We must see that he takes this no further.
1: It will be the ruin of the Jewish people.
2: Hosanna. This Jesus must die. What harm? Keep the people quiet. We'll have a riot on our hands. Hosanna.
0: Like John before him.
2: Rebel
3: rousers. Hosanna. 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 Blessed
0: Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes
4: in the name of the Lord.
2: Let's say our prayers. Loving God, we know that by this Friday, that the journey in and around Jerusalem will be very different and dark. But today, it's a parade of palms and claims of adoration and honor. Shout Hosanna, loud Hosannas, as we have sung. For this Jesus comes in the name of the Lord. Well, God, you know it's not our typical way to be quite so rowdy. But on this Palm Sunday, we are kind of practicing what the historic black church experience has known and done all along with passion and with abandon. Teach us to shout Hosannas way more often. And we ask God that our proclamations of praise today will sound as sweet to you as the prayers we often often offer in silence and meditation. And God, hear our ambivalence, maybe even embarrassment, about this way of faith that we follow. It is such a parody of our daily and lived experiences Power plays and grabs are everywhere, individually and systemically. But your power, your power is demonstrated on a donkey, where your feet were probably dragging the ground, and truth is, we're probably just a handful of stragglers. We admit that it looks anemic against the might and oppression of Rome's power. And yet O oh Lord even though we screw it up a lot and we can't begin to understand what all it means to follow the lowly way of Jesus we keep at it in faith communities just like this one where the first shall be last where we receive by letting go where healing and hope can emerge from suffering and where forgiveness overcomes revenge. Nope, we can't understand it. But because we do know the rest of the story, we dare to trust that our little parade today is a bold measure and statement of faith. God, we join our hearts with the wounds and wounded in our world. For the people of Ukraine, missiles, mass graves, atrocities, lifetimes are being laid to waste for those seeking refuge and all refugees everywhere in need of a safe place. For our country, we pray, so filled and fueled by fear all of this, and so much more, so much more, we just go, mm, mm, mm. We groan. Thank you for receiving our prayerful groans. For this congregation, Northminster Church that holds such a special place in James and my heart, I pray for them. You have given them the great gift of hospitality, Use it for healing and wholeness in this particular time and this place here on Lammy Lane. For those who are ill, like Janet, Judy, Lola, and Carol Ann's sister, we pray. And for the search committee, working so hard on behalf of the congregation, God, God, Prepare for them a pastor whose time it is to be right here at just the right time. And for that, we will give you thanks. Now, God, here on the front end of Holy Week, we wave our palms and start the deep dive into the last days of Lent. Go with us, as you already have, And will again. We pray this with thanksgiving. Amen.
3: Hear the sacred story of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, a reading from the Gospel of Luke. When he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near to Bethage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite you, where as you enter you'll find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you will say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, well, why are you loosing the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near to the descent of the Mount of Olives, a whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, "'Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord,' Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered them and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. The gospel of our
4: Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
4: Hosanna in the waters, praise be to you, O oh Christ.
1: Thank you for the gift of music always deep, and always wide." I, I said yes to the invitation, I actually leaped at saying yes to the invitation, to come and preach on this day, Palm Sunday, because I knew it would be an easy sermon to prepare. <laughs> and boy was I wrong. You know, I've got a stack of Palm Sunday sermons about that tall, I figure I could draw one at random and anyone would do, you know. But you bring out different questions in me, and I found that they were inadequate for me for this day because I hadn't answered a question that I hadn't thought about before, oddly, which is, what is Palm Sunday, all the ancient text and rituals and story, what has that got to do with me and with you and with us and with this congregation in our world? Or ask another way, what is our part in God's big parade? Now oddly, as I thought about Holy Week, the other days of Holy Week make more sense to me. It's like, well, I, I don't know what my part is with, with those days, like there's Maundy Thursday. Uh, my part in that day is humility. I mean, when you wash someone else's feet You're going to be humbled. When you're told that love is not a choice or a feeling, but you are mandated to love, I'm going to be humbled. And so I know my part in Maundy Thursday. I know my part in Good Friday. It's like that scripture says, and they stood there and watched him die. See, I know what it's like to feel the guilt and the shame of swallowing my own voice. And watching violence before me and, and not speaking out. I know my part in Good Friday. I know in the Holy Saturday. And so do you. The silence of God on Holy Saturday. Because most of us have spent all night at some day in my, our lives. Sitting in an ICU waiting room. In one of those hard plastic Chairs and all night long God spoke not a mumbling word. We know about the silence of Holy Saturday. But we know about Easter Sunday too. I mean by the time we get here one week from now, it'll be hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Stop. Right? <laughs> Unless you run through the uh, railroad tracks. Hallelujah, Or as we sang in Beendle Parish, you know, Up from the grave he arose, he arose, <laughs> and off we go. Or that sentimental favorite, I come to the garden alone of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And we project ourselves into the story, and the, the good news of resurrection becomes the hope and joy for us. I get all of that. I know my part there. But it took me a while to think about it, about what is my part today in God's paradoxical paradoxical parade. And would it be something that by the time we all walk out that you knew what your part is? Or even something greater than that, what God's part is. And so I'm going to imagine that uh, today we're going to have an audition. And you are all the ones auditioning for the Palm Sunday uh, Passion Play part of the story. And so it's going to be by uh, typecasting. You know who you are. It's gonna be sort of like the Myers-Briggs of ministry, you know. (laughs) So here are the parts to play, and feel free to go ahead and make a note of what your part is. Number one is maybe some of you want to try out for a lead role in the first scene, which is Jesus needs a donkey. No, it's not the donkey part. Although some might fit that, I guess. <laughs> it is that Jesus sends his emissaries to go get a donkey. He needs a donkey. And matter of fact, what he needs, he says, is is a baby donkey. The word colt or foal, as uh, one translation translates, the foal of a donkey, is a is a baby donkey. Jesus says, go get this baby donkey. Now, it's always struck me oddly. I don't know about you, Welton, but the 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 Matthew Mark and Luke writers spend an exorbitant amount of time on talking about this donkey. Has that ever sounded odd to you? You know Jesus saying, "Alright, I'm going to send you guys and you'll get a donkey. You'll find a donkey. This is how you recognize the donkey. Take the donkey." Now, if some the owner of the donkey says, "You can't have that donkey. What do you want with that donkey?" Then you say back, "Well, this is what we want with a donkey." And the owner, "Okay." And then you bring the donkey. You know, the whole Gospel of Mark will fit on the front page of the newspaper. And yet, nearly a whole column is about going to get that donkey. (laughs) I don't know what that's about until I found uh, a sermon by Tom Long, who used to teach preaching at uh, Candler School of Theology in Atlanta. And so when I borrowed it, uh, it was a good sermon. Uh, It got good reviews. I called it like he did, donkey fetchers, (laughs) donkey fetchers. You could even guess what that sermon would be about. That there is a role in the realm of God's commonwealth for anonymous people to do small things for God's purpose. Donkey fetchers, that's it. And it happens every day. It happens here with your church. Uh, When the copy machine breaks on Friday, and why does it always break on Friday? You're trying to print orders of worship and various things, and somebody says, Well, I'll go down to Kinko's. I'll be glad to do that for you. Or as you leave here, there are things scattered here, there, and yon in the, in the sanctuary, and someone says, Well, I'll pick up those. It's donkey fetchers. About two weeks ago, I did a graveside service for an older Northside Drive member. And she died suddenly to us because she had not told us she had been sick. Been sick for several months, told no one, and then died. We showed up at the graveside on a cold spring morning. And I said, We wish we could have, we wish we could have told her how much we meant she meant to us. And and everyone nodded. Wish we could have said, uh, God gave you as a gift to our lives. Thank you for being that gift. We wish we could have told her one more time, and everyone nodded. I said, but she said she didn't want to be a burden, and so she didn't tell any of us that she had pancreatic cancer. I said, I wish that if we had known, we could have brought uh, a Corningware container full of Miss Martha's recipe of chicken casserole over to her house now I've heard that that has healing power and uh, it would be an expression of love I don't know said I to her only son on the front row I said I'm not sure that would have healed her It it, it, it may have helped our healing it wouldn't have cured her but it would have been an expression of our love together but it's okay we get it and we nodded those of you who carry those casseroles, you're donkey fetchers. Sometimes you don't even get your corningware back. But that's a part of the job. Well that, that part is open. God includes donkey fetchers. Here's another one. There's an opening for the praise band. Ooh. <laughs> I see no takers there. The praise band is sort of like the Mannheim steamrollers of gospel songs. Uh, they show up with a lot of volume and rhythm. and, And in this text, they show up and say, hey, let's tear down a few palm branches. Let's throw a few in front of Jesus. Let's roll out the red carpet. In Luke's gospel today, there's no mention of palms, but it's cloaks and clothing that were thrown on the back of the baby donkey and thrown on the pathway there in celebration. These were the people that just, you know, broke out in praise. Hosanna, hey, zana, 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 ho. That may not be in the Bible, but it, but it was written by St. Andrew Lloyd Webber. All of this praise just spontaneously rising up. And we can't underestimate the power of praise, even if it's a praise band. Well, it's, it's a miracle of how it happens that, that you know, there can be a, a Wednesday night rehearsal that sounds like a cacophony of cowbells, but by Sunday morning, they're a choir and they're singing praise to the glory of God. You want to be a part of the praise band? Well, God includes you too. Or another part that's open, it's the part of the 12 Disciples. I always thought that they were the heroes of this story, taking the lead in the journey. Maybe, but then I saw that uh, painting by the Italian painter uh, Duccio, who straddled like the 13th and 14th century from Tuscany, and he, he painted the picture of, excuse me, a Palm Sunday. Jesus is riding in on the fold of the donkey. And there are people hanging from trees and staring from the windows and walking around and bringing over branches. And then of this massive picture of people all over, there's the disciples who are jammed up like firewood. And they're all just stacked like that. You remember that painting? And you can even kind of see their eyes looking sideways. It's kind of like that movie line, Very dangerous, you go first. (laughs) that what their role was to, well, they were fearful. But it didn't keep them out of the parade. They brought their fears, maybe no one will notice, and yet I'm sure some did, certainly the artists did, but you know, that didn't exclude them. God included the fearful disciples as well. Here's an opening for another, another part on the, in, the, in God's parade the grumpy Pharisees. You know who you are. <laughs> now, not all the Pharisees are bad in their representations in the Gospels, but sometimes they are. Well, here are the Pharisees that are, well, they're grumpy. and Maybe they're jealous. Jesus, tell your disciples to be quiet. They're saying and they're singing. Tell them to be quiet. And Jesus says No. Uh, I've been a grumpy Pharisee more than once in my life. I was about two weeks ago. A church member sent, us, uh, sent me a, uh, uh, a video of an area pastor in Atlanta who was praying at the Georgia legislature. It's tradition there to the open the legislature each day with, it's called the chaplain of the day. And uh, one of the local ministers, uh, usually uh, male, uh, usually white, and nearly always Christian, uh, gets up and and talks for about two minutes, prays for about 15 minutes, and preaches while he often does. So it was one of these guys, well, he was a, um, a mega pastor in the air, pastor several congregations here and there, as said. Uh, I don't like him. Uh, I've never met him. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure if I did, it wouldn't go well. I'm just, just sure. Well, he was the, the one of the day, and he got up there and, uh, and spoke for, for 14 minutes. He spoke to the point. He was winsome. He spoke truth, and it made me just so mad. <laughs> I wanted him to fall flat, and lo and behold, uh, he did a great job. And I thought, well, there I am. Even villains get to participate in the, you know, pushing the plots forward, many plays, and even the passion play. God included, the grumpy Pharisees, God did. And then there's the role of the stones, as we sang in the uh, uh, opening hymn, Uh, the shouting stones or the singing stones. I'm thinking that maybe children should be uh, cast as part of the, the seen stones. They've got something to say. Or maybe the older people, us older people, should be the, the shouting stones because we remember nostalgia. Maybe, what would the, Jesus says, if I told them to be quiet, the stones would call out, cry out. Well, what would the stones say if they called out? I'm thinking that one might say, you know, uh, I remember one time Jesus was Uh, in this courtyard and all these angry men brought a woman that they had said had done something really bad and one of them picked me up and were just about to throw it at her and Jesus said let any among you without sin cast the first stone and the stone says I got dropped like a rock Hmm. or another one says why I remember it wasn't far from here, just over the Mount of Olives, into the, into the field out there. Uh, I was once in the field uh, at night, and it, it came upon a midnight clear, the glorious song of old, and I heard these angels singing. Matter of fact, it sounds a lot like what we just heard the disciples and the crowd singing, Glory to God in the highest and peace. That sounded familiar to me. Glory to God in the highest and peace. And on that Christmas afternoon, when the shepherd walked into the city, I was in his sandals and got left right here to hear that song sung all again. By golly, even the rocks and stones get included in God's big parade. And there's one last character. But it's not up for grabs, it's already taken. It's, it's played by the Messiah himself, Jesus. As I've said before, I think Crossan and Borg, the scholars have something to say about contrasting the two parades that we imagine may have been that day. On the west side of the city, here comes possibly uh, Pilate with all the power of the Roman military with him. And on this side comes the suffering servant of Jesus one's on a high horse one's on a baby donkey one's with soldiers one's with peasants one's with swords and shields and the other is with songs and psalms perhaps it's a street parody that Jesus is portraying here and then as I said in the introduction the tears become uh, the, the cheers become tears and then Jesus weeps over the city. Wept about the conflict I'm sure. About the militarization of their economy I'm sure. About perhaps the too cozy a relationship between religion and the Roman government. And there they were and he was and he was weeping. I think I saw him in a picture Jesus the other day. I think it was when the train station was bombed uh, by the Russian missile and refugees were waiting to go be with their families, children, parents, others, and the missile hit and 50 were left dead. Uh, I think I could see in that newspaper picture Jesus weeping, riding by a donkey. And the dead bodies of children who are always the greatest victims of every war. I think I could see Jesus in that picture after the Sacramento Sacramento shooting last week, one week ago today, with 12 shot and 6 dead. And Jesus comes by and he weeps. I can imagine him riding into Congress of the United States up the aisle on the donkey, weeping of the cul-de-sac stuckness and the vitriolic uh, sadness. There's a lot to weep for this in this old world, racial injustice and the long journey toward justice. Yes, all of these are characters in this, on this day, this Palm Sunday day, and maybe something has come to you about what your role is, what your part is, Maybe it's to be nostalgic stones. Maybe it's to be the grumpy Pharisees. Maybe you're a fearful disciple cowering in the corner, or part of the praise band, or in the league of the donkey fetchers. Sadly, I could fit into them all, or gladly I could fit into them all, because it depends on which day, depends on my mood, depends on my reactivity, and occasionally my devotion. Each of those opportunities and parts in the play I would fit. And maybe you too. But here's the best news. We might know where we fit into the story. But the best news is what God's part is in the story. God includes all. There's room in the parade for everyone. And so when you walk out today, you can walk out praising or pouting. You can walk out ready to go fetch a donkey or stand fearfully in the corner. Regardless of how we are, God is always where we are. God's parade is big enough for all of us and big enough for you. Today we walk and march into Holy Week and ready or not, you and I and we and us At Northminster Church, we're already a part of God's big parade. Amen.